0: Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Straits Times and The Business Times, where we offer tips for the newcomer to the financial investment scene. Hi, I'm Chris Lim, and my co-host is Ernest Lewis. With us is the head of Unsecured Loans and Cards for DBS Bank, Anthony Xiao. Welcome to the show, Anthony. Hi, thanks for having me here. Now, Anthony, we're aiming this episode at those who are interested in a few key travel spending hacks, ways to stretch their money further when travelling overseas. Could you share the top three financial travel tips, the absolute top three that everyone should take note of? The top one on my
1: mind is this one on SIM cards. I think I see a lot of cases where people travel, the first thing they do when they arrive is actually swap out their Singapore SIM cards for a local SIM card to save on roaming charges for data. Uh, My advice is don't do that for a very, very simple reason. When you do that, technically speaking, all those safeguards that banks put in place, like SMS alerts and all that, you will not be able to receive them. So, if something happens to your card, get lost, it triggers a, a, a an alert, you do not receive them. Number two is for me, I, I don't believe in carrying too much cash, right? I, because I think ultimately, if you cash too much cash, whatever you change in foreign currency, you're going to have to change it back to Sing dollars, you're incurring FX charges twice. You can always withdraw from ATMs, right? And the third one is uh, the biggest one, if you ask me. A lot of travelers make that mistake. Let's say you're traveling to Hong Kong, they pick up and ask you, would you like to pay in Sing dollars or in Hong Kong dollars? and a lot of Singaporeans choose Sing dollars Now my advice is choose the local currency wherever you are because when you choose Singapore dollars what happens is that it goes through this thing called the dynamic currency conversion and that's the one where they have a very very high markup on foreign currency exchange Usually in the range of 8 to 15%. And that's definitely way higher than any bank in Singapore today charge you for charging your card in foreign currency when you travel. It's definitely nowhere near 8 to
0: 15%. I didn't realise that. I thought, you know, since I pay my bill in Sing dollars, that someone has to change it somewhere. And so it doesn't make a difference either way. So it's actually two different rates I'm dealing with, the bank and this dynamic. Currency Wait, conversion Currency conversion, I see
1: Yeah, you see If you charge it in Let's say in Hong Kong dollars In the example that I gave The party that's actually Doing the conversion is actually visa And the markup by the bank Is actually very, very transparent If you look at the Terms and condition Of the bank That issues you your card now, whereas for the other one, where like in Hong Kong example again, you choose Sing dollars, the conversion is actually done by a vendor, and the reason why they mark it up so high is that the uh, commission is actually then split three ways, right? The the merchant for one, the uh, system provider, and uh, also usually the bank that puts the machine there, right? So that's why
0: you know it's that high because you have to split the proceeds three ways. I see. Coming back to your point about not carrying too much cash and then drawing from the ATM, are there any fees I need to be aware of when it comes to uh, withdrawing cash from ATM overseas?
1: Uh, Yes, you have the foreign currency conversion fee, but uh, usually, again, it's really not that much, to be very honest, right? If you look at it, you're going to be drawing... Mainly for taxi fares and all that You're not going to be drawing a lot So seriously, even 1.5%, 2% or whatever It's not going to be really that make a difference You know, in that sense But uh, if you ask me also, the good thing is Carrying less cash is actually less risk, right? So how many credit cards should I bring with me When I go overseas and how do I juggle them and handle them? Well, okay, you know, in Singapore, right If you look at the credit card market It's very, very competitive And on average, a Singaporean who is eligible for a credit card will have four or five in their wallets So I say bring all of them you know, it's, uh, it's, it's good uh, Because like for me One, one thing I always advise people when they travel Why you want to have a few cards Firstly, everybody will have one or two of their favourites By all means, bring that along Because usually they are your favourites Because why you appreciate the rewards that they give you And usually when you spend overseas, the reward's higher, right? And you have the other two. What you want to do is to keep it in the safe in a hotel room. So in the event of you getting robbed or whatever, you still have your spare cards that you can use and you won't spoil your holiday. Should I do that with cash too? Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, But again, don't carry too much cash, but keep some in, in the hotel room and keep some for what you need just for that day out. So if you lose something, you don't lose everything.
0: Would you say that's the first thing I should do when I arrive at my hotel room?
1: Ah, yes, absolutely, you know. And of course, besides that, keep your passport in the in the, uh, in the uh, safe as well. Except for Japan, if you're going to go shopping, make sure you have a passport with you because that's where you need it to get your duty-free uh, rebates. So Anthony, if I'm outside and I'm at an ATM machine, something goes wrong and I key in my PIN and it gets blocked or something like that, what should I do first? Should I start panicking, call my family, get out of line? Or what should I do? Okay, the first thing to do is... In, there are some markets like South Africa, et cetera, right? Where uh, we have heard instances like this. So my advice is don't walk away. Usually the scam is this, right? Is that they'll come in, some stranger will come up and say, pretending to help you, say, oh, just key in your ATM pin again. Don't do that, right? Okay. What they do is don't do that, don't walk away, call the bank, don't leave the line, call the bank quickly, block your card first, okay? Block your card first, right? Some of them, what they do is tell you a key in your ATM, it doesn't work, then you walk away, and they are able to manipulate and take cash out. So this ties into your point about the SIM card, why it's important to retain yes, your number exactly, exactly. overseas. Yes. And um, what about uh, multi-currency accounts? Uh, let's say if I'm savvy, I'm, I'm a younger, savvier person. Uh, a lot of my younger friends around me in their 20s and all that are telling me, oh, you should try this. Can you explain to that? For, for other people. The multi-currency account that We are proud to say Actually we are a uh, pioneer in this We are the first To launch it in the market uh, It's basically a, a multi-currency account Which have about 11 purses If you like So that means You can actually store 11 different currencies So if you are savvy And you, you are one of those That invest in foreign currencies Or in stock markets And let's say You, you, you invest in the US stock market it's good to buy US dollars when you think the timing's right. And you do travel there, you can actually draw from that purse without having to incur foreign currency exchange that you're not familiar with. You know what rate you like, that's the rate, no other charges. So so you know, it's actually very, very good for people who travel regularly to a, a destination by doing that. And different like, locations. And different locations, yes. Yeah. So yeah, 11 So you can buy Those currencies That you frequently travel to At rates that you're comfortable with
0: And uh, are there any uh, Other tips
1: that you have um, Say for example Things that we shouldn't do In my business is quite interesting right uh, We do see Like for example The ATM one The, the situation right uh, to, For people to be very careful The other one also is this At one point in time We did see uh, Cardholders actually Coming back Telling us that they, they were forced to do a transaction Under duress So where that situation is one where they go to a place and after that they want to leave, the the bill is totally inflated, they are forced to sign the bill, they don't sign the bill, the bouncers don't let you out or they threaten to um, cause you bodily harm. Uh, My advice is be aware of that. Don't, please only go to reputable places. Usually things like this happen in dodgy places, right? So go to reputable places,
0: that should kind of protect you. This is where some common sense comes in. Exactly. Coming back to uh, having several different cards, they're only useful if I activate the magnetic strips, right? Or, or should I do that for all the cards, or I, should I be selective about activating the magnetic strips? Okay, so firstly, my advice on the
1: magnetic strip is that you should always disable them uh, because it's not as secure as chip. Now, you only need to enable them if you're going into a market that uses MagStripe. So for example, like most parts of the US are still MagStripe. So if you're going to the US, then you may not have a choice but to activate it. But once you come
0: back, you should deactivate it. Thanks, Anthony. Thank you. That's a wrap for Money Hacks. And do send us your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. There are also more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times. Do note that any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.